not sure. You might be able to hear Matilda calling for me. So one second. I mean, <laughs> go for it. Yeah, just <laughs> good parenting then. Shut the door. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, Matilda. I'm good I'm good yeah um yeah it's been quite a quick week actually yeah Valentine's Day go well yeah oh lovely you got to watch rugby yeah absolutely I mean it's just the that's why six nations and Valentine's go so well right well yeah well yeah I managed to pretty much watch all of it uh but then had far too much to drink last night so um been a tough day with the kids today so yeah feeling a little bit yeah but <laughs> yeah espresso martinis and carver which is a oh wow wonderful <laughs> carver <laughs> like, who was who was shaking the uh who was shaking the espresso martinis that was me that was me now nice yeah, it was, uh, it's sort of become a bit of a go-to drink for us. Um, like, so, uh, it's so big, not casual. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. But we, the first time we did it, we are like, uh, we like, we had them and we we're like, what have we been doing? Like, <laughs> all this time. Like, you is it just weird that this is so normal? But the problem is they're like three sippers. Like, so you just like pound it and then, um and that's that's why you kind of have to have a chase otherwise you spend all night like kind of just just shaking a maraca around so uh so yeah that was that was nice but um it, it just meant that like quite a tough evening and tough morning so um but yeah yeah it was okay you get up too much um uh, no truth be told it was uh <laughs> it was the laps around the park treading old ground um yeah just just i mean you you know do what you can do wave at a few people at a distance spend time in the supermarket you know that sort of thing it's uh yeah. it's all funny games but no i had a had a, had a few guinness one for the sponsors on saturday um yeah. so keep the, keep the sponsors happy and yeah, yeah no it was good um it was good actually it was uh I, I, I realized this weekend that I'm not good at watching rugby like at all. Like I'm, I'm, I mean, you know, this cause you've, yeah, had, many, you've had many years and I actually, I actually started remembering a, um, or reminding myself of a, there was like an incident when we were both, at, I think at an England Scotland game in Murrayfield. Um, yeah. and I think you sort of, sort of led forward and you're just like, whiz, I think just, just take it down a notch. Yeah. <laughs> just, just take it down a notch. We, um, I think we asked a fallout. Like it was yeah, really. I think we did. I think we did actually. Yeah. Both of us are just wandering the streets of Edinburgh in the rain. Just crying. Um, yeah, but we we're like we were together, but at no point were we closer than twenty meters to each other. <laughs> Only with you because I need somewhere to stay. I'm going home tomorrow. <laughs> But both of us had had like just that bit too much alcohol that we like, and we had maybe spent too much time together that weekend. Yeah. And then, yeah. But hey, you know, we've lived through it. It's fine. Yeah. But yeah. Mate. I just, I just, I just remember that because God, I mean, 
like I'm sitting there just watching the game and I'm just, just, I just can't deal with it. And it's like, it's England, Italy. What am I doing? It's just, just can't I, deal with it. It's like nervous, like when you, when you sent me a message before England played at Twickenham, where you saying, <laughs> what happens if we lose? <laughs> yeah, just never, never. Yeah, I mean, we've already given Eddie a new contract. So, you know, just, there is, it, it does reek of audio cycles though, man. This the whole England set up. Get into it. Yeah, we can do. Yeah. Um, start from the start. It's a very good place to start. Yes, yeah. There was a lot of ball in hand, um, and I actually had a, had a few stats. Um, actually, no, I won't bring out the stats yet. I'll get into them a bit later. But yeah, I think I think general summary: we we almost needed to concede to begin with because uh, it was just a it was just a pure wake up call. I think actually I saw with Eddie's post match, he was like, "I'm glad that we conceded," which is never a good thing. But it sort of gave him a kick up the backside. But then I was like, "Well." Actually, England just used to always be sharp starters. They always used to be like gunning for teams. You know, New Zealand World World Cup semis, which is a game that I'll probably refer back to in every single pod, um, <laughs> was like you know we scored within a couple of minutes when we used to fast start against Ireland. Like we scored within a couple of you know and all this this sort of thing. And it's just like yeah, that 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 you know the edge came from us being on the back foot. Um, which is I, which is fine, but it's not. You can't hang your hat on that. Yeah, I I have to say when watching the start of it, there didn't seem to be much independent thought from the England players. They seemed to. You saw it from Ben Youngs um, quite a bit that they were basically just running the moves as they might have done yesterday in the mm. practice run. Um, and not like looking up and maybe yeah that try was a well executed try by the way like England were sleeping defensively again but um, di hashtag Digby's cousin um, how many times for the rest of the Six Nations we, we got to do some sort of competition as to how many times the commentary team will say Digby's cousin because <laughs> like, we do like a raffle, whoever gets the number. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought, yeah, they, I mean, England to start off with looked as bad as the Umbro beanie that Eddie was wearing. Mm. Um, it's, not good, gen it's, not, it's not good stash in general, is it? No. The sooner no, no, they can get not... out of that contract, the better. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. So nothing for their gameplay. No. Uh, but I, I like the kit going back to normal this week as much as like uh, whatever last week's was. But, uh, but yeah, just on the rugby, it seemed to take uh, 20 minutes to, for England to start looking good. But uh, they definitely, with Ford at 10, Crowell at 12, I'm not sure if that's the solution at the end of the day. Um, certainly not when you got too langy fits or like some of the other options available to you. Um, but the Slade got the ball more, like everyone got the ball more, which was 
good to see. It was good to see some them spreading it. But I've got a bit of a worry about Daly at fullback. He's running across the pitch. Yeah. And I'm not sure if he's the best fullback in, in England. So I think he got um, he got he got found out a bit and I felt I felt for him because Delalio went after him in the post match. <laughs> Just like Daly out, Vunapola out. Um but yeah, I mean yeah. I, I think I think I think I think positioning is probably I think you hit the nail on the head. Like I think it's 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 all you know, he's got skills, he's got talent, like there's absolutely no doubt about it. Um, you know, he could skin a person on a sixpence, but when he's on form. But yeah, I think the he just got caught. And I felt like I felt England was so narrow in defense when we were at our at our weakest and when that first try went in with Yuani. Um and I just think it's gotta be somebody, somebody I don't know why there wasn't any push, like especially for that try, there were men there. And it's almost like you had Daly coming around, but just for some reason wasn't able to get across. Um, yeah, I, I just, I whether it's communication, right. understanding, and reading, just not sure. Yeah, I, I actually think Daly looks a bit slow. I'm going to go after him a bit here mm. because he doesn't, like, I don't think he's, I'm not sure what it is. A lot of these series players, just to look at, look a bit out of shape. And it might be the case that I'm just focusing on it, but like Billy, I said it last week, I'll say it again. Billy looks yeah. big, like bigger than he should be. Yeah. Uh, it was refreshing to see that front row, that English mm. front row. Uh, I thought Cowan Dickey played well. Was um, yeah. And uh, well, Sinclair, Sinclair got man of the match. Uh, mm. So fair enough. There was one thing like, 39 minutes in, this is in my notes here, 39 minutes in, um, England get a, a penalty or a free kick under their own posts and Sinclair starts screaming, scrum again. Scrum. Scrum. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> 39 minutes. On <laughs> um, a free kick, let's, yeah, let's scrum. Scrum, boys, yeah, scrum. Sorry, that was 36 minutes. And my notes say, Free kick under own post, 36 minutes. Sinclair asks for another scrum. Question mark. Dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, oh, and then actually, you know, uh, Italy then started running the ball around in the 39th minute. And my next note is, don't upset Troncon just before you have to see him. <laughs> <laughs> Keep him happy. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, you know he you know the front row question I think is I think it was answered quite quickly and actually it's the thing is you can't really you can say about the Saris thing but Mako almost proved his class by coming straight back in he was fine for 55, 60 minutes he shored it up um, and I think it probably just exposes the fact that without Marla there you don't have many more options other than other than Mako at loose. Um, I thought Karen Dickey was great and it almost like Karen Dickey's he's he's there on form and you know he's sort of proving his form he's the kind of guy he's taking his full form from club to country and like the, the little tap and go um, that they did I can't remember who's in the first half of the second you know England never do that and like that's for 
you know, to, you know, when when have England ever sort of tapped and gone five meters out from the channel, especially with the robotic game that we were saying? And I think oh, that's a good decision. Yeah, huge every single time. But he's the kind of guy that actually he's he's clearly having some influence, I think. And I think that's that's it can only be a positive. Um, but I, I think, you know, that because I thought Jamie George was off the pace as much as I was a fan of his last week. I thought he looked off the pace. And I, I think that's the only thing you could put your finger on. Um, and I think it proved it a little bit more. And a lot of people that are going after Farrell, I think, is I don't know whether it's justified or not, but it's I put it down to the fact that I think they all need they all need to go on loan. Like this whole crap about they're going to be fresh, they're going to be all good for the Lions, it's going to be great. Like if you're not playing rugby. And I know he said in like a pre-match interview, he said something like, you know, you have a go at us when we're playing too much rugby and then you have a go at us when we're not playing enough, you know. And I, I just think there is there is a balance. And actually, Saris as a club managed it pretty well with their top players. Like, you never saw Farrell playing like too many heavy games. But the fact that he's playing at all, I think those boys are getting found out in some shape or form. Yeah, because they, they, like, they had this long COVID break from rugby. Mm. And then what they finished the premiership season, but the way that, you know, they're actually, a lot of them must have just been sorting out their contracts or figuring out what they're going to do. But okay, then they had another break and then they've gone. So they've had a big break and then they're conditioning themselves for championship rugby, which is just, I don't know, the, the Cal and Dickie, Jamie George thing, you know, kind of feels like when, Jamie George was waiting to take Dylan's oh, mm. and then Jamie George had such a good lines tour. So um I don't know. That's gonna be a bit of an interesting one going forward because I think Jamie George is a great, a great rugby player. Yeah. I think he's and you know that that's a great headache to have for for Eddie Jones. But um but yeah, I thought it was a bit strange. I thought it was a bit um did you hear what they said about the Italian props? How they they start with the weaker props and then they bring then on bring the big guns. Well, that backfired. <laughs> 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 the, like they, I thought their scrum just got worse and worse throughout the game. So, yeah. Uh, well, I, think that, I think that's, well, probably, probably made Sinkler look good, right? Yeah. And uh, that's the other guy, you know, we said, we talked about him last week, but Ellis Genge coming onto the pitch. And just looking for arguments, and he's like, I, I, I worry for Maka going off, but again, I, again, my notes, baby Rhino comes on penalty, yeah. <laughs> so, and then like my neck, Genj needs to chill out, like yeah, he just I was a bit too amped up. Yeah, I was having, I was having, um, I was having a chat with Dad actually um, just before this, um, and he wanted a shout out. Um, <laughs> so Jamie Wright in the house. Yeah. Um, no, but he, we were saying exactly like I, I think Genji's a, yeah, he's a twenty-minute replacement finisher. You know, he comes on when the when the, uh, you know, when the. When the pack are tired, he can find the sort of loose edges, get on the outside shoulders, you know, get the half breaks. He's he's just he's I mean he's built like that as well. He's he's quite a mobile character, you know. You've seen it in his runs, but actually, you know, there's a number of times where he got knocked back as well. Um, and like I think there's only sometimes that the whole sort of elbows out, sort of knees up, 
head down, sort of everything hard, sort of running style. I think it's effective. At, yeah, it's it's effective at, at our level because the number of people that we used to play against that would do stuff like that and used to be like, no, your man, your man, every day of the week. Um, I'll open this gate for you, mate. Yeah, just like, yeah, I'm just going to drift that little bit more. You're going to drift really hard because I know it's going to this winger. Um, but yeah, it just like it's 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 a difficult one because I I like him as a player. But I think he got found out last week. And actually, even when he came on to be that impact guy against Italy, he was all right. Like, he wasn't wasn't anything special. Um, so I just think Amala's pulling up trees at, at Harlequin still. So you've got you to say that, actually, from a loose head perspective, you know, England, as, as obviously, as long as he wants to come back. But he's, um, you know, it's it's... It's going to be an interesting one for him, but I think he almost Ellis needs another start and actually be solid in the scrum the whole way through and prove himself to actually be in any position to, you know, even think that he's going to be a starter long term. Because I think from a Lions perspective, I know we'll get to the end, but I just can't see him going. And actually at the start of the year, I actually thought he could be a bit of a bolter. Um, but actually I struggle to see why he's going to be adding really much value. I think I think Gats would prefer in the front row um, Certainly, you know, you'd, you'd much prefer to bring the likes of Mako off the bench um, and have somebody really boring just yeah. scrumming uh, yeah. for that for that you know, 60 minutes or so. But uh, the other the other England player I wanted to bring up was uh, Tom Curry. I thought he was like from the he was the only one really awake to start off with. He was really really just running around um, making all the tackles rucking he he showed intensity from the first minute which I thought was really impressive 17 um, tackles yeah uh, he is a really good rugby player and mm. they should get his brother in there and just go just just copy him and just, just have just have those two going nuts because uh, I've, I've thought he was brilliant um and actually uh they needed somebody like him in that first 20 minutes because england weren't weren't seeming so so good so um nice to see watson get a few tries or get a get a try um, yeah there was some absolute noise as well in the paper this weekend saying he's only scored every i don't know 0.3 so he's scored every one in every three games and that's not good enough and he should not sort of be on the field, which I think is absolutely rubbish because he's the only man that actually makes ground and actually looks dangerous when he's got the ball. Um, and I, I think he's just absolutely class. He's he's actually bulked out a bit though. I saw him yeah. when he was trotting that try, and like he's a he was a lot slighter four years ago in New Zealand for the Lions then, and now he's a yeah. bit of a unit. Um, and actually, I think it's just that just probably comes with a bit of age, but he's still only what twenty six or something. But uh, I and thought he's. He, Quite a lot of time out of the game, you know, with yeah. this, uh, he had like an ankle dislocation fracture, didn't he, a few years back? So, yeah, it was a pretty bad one, but no, he he's he oozes class, like, and you just it is just a case sometimes Johnny May sort of dances left, right, goes backwards, up, down, all over the place. But actually, Fine. when you give it when you give it to Anthony, it's uh, it's looking a lot more dangerous, yeah. And there is one route that he sort of goes, isn't it? He kind of just sticks his head down. I think I wouldn't be surprised if they used him in the midfield a bit more, uh, especially yeah. when it's Ford and Farrell to, together to hit a few lines. 
I think we should uh, maybe discuss the Johnny May trial. Yeah, unbelievable, Jeff. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he 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 took off. I mean, I know it's controversial, um, but no, I, yeah, mean, I, I think it's just an unbelievable bit of skill. Oh, uh, well, any, I thought I thought you were going to come in hard. I thought you were like, right, let's get down to it. I'm tearing this boy apart. You can't jump into a tackle. No, no I, <laughs> so I thought you were going to go big. When he gets the ball. He knows exactly what he's about to do. He, he he sees the space, he sees the line. That is a proper, proper finish. Yeah. And because you, you, I bet you see a lot of that in super rugby and a lot of New Zealand guys yeah. kind of finish like that. Um, so I, I, I thought that was awesome. But uh, he's... He's rapid, and he's really just becoming a seasoned international winger. I, I, I think he's really, really good. So, yeah, um, he gained gained his credits in the bank back. I think this weekend because um, he did lost, he did lose a little bit the weekend before. But I mean, I think everyone's allowed a bad game, and he's usually quite solid. <clears throat> yeah, I, I actually think he um, he's one of the the first names on the team sheet for me. I thought he was he was. He, it's great. Like he's he's just rapid. You can give him the ball, especially against the backs of that team with it. Well, to be honest, the crux of it was the back three, the outside center actually saw the ball this week. And you know, if you're gonna have guys like that on the team, they've got to see the ball. Um, so rather than just chase kicks all day. So yeah, it was it was good. The um I did feel like at about 55 minutes, 58 minutes, Eddie started just giving people caps. Yeah. Like he sort of saw a lot of guys run onto the field. And then unfortunately that led to the uh the Willis injury. What's your take on that? I absolutely guess for him. Um yeah, it's 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 I, it was actually I had my head in my hands. I was like, because you could hear the scream, unfortunately, with the crowds and stuff. Um, but it's almost like I don't know, I'm going to say many of us who have played rugby for a long time, unfortunately, have like experienced that sort of moment. Um, you've probably had it when your shoulders come out and you've had that sort of scenario and trying to get uh, it back in. So long that happens. Yeah. It keeps um, on happening. The right shoulder's going. So anyway. so, so, just get it back Fair in. Just, just running around swinging. Just get it in. I'm, get it I'm in. waiting for a phone call, but like I'll be walking around with Matilda on all fours and then all of a sudden like it's oh. weird on all fours and then i lift my body up and my shoulder just slides in and it's like ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> now just a like, party trick um but uh yeah sorry yeah i, I but i extremely gutted for the guy i mean he's he's um i i was really uh pleased when he came on because he followed up dan robson's unbelievable break um, tracked him down. I think he even had a couple of carries even before he scored, but he's so lethal from that range as well because I think he scored his, on his debut when he scored it, I can't remember, it was against Georgia in the autumn um, and he scored from that range just so strong and actually there's a lot of credit because when you've got you know, when you're packed down your line, you're defending it, then actually I don't know, I almost feel it's it's quite difficult to, to actually execute those and get them over and a number of times I'm saying just give it to hands, get it wide um 
but he's he's always been quite solid, especially for Wasps. Like he he does that week in week out, and his brother as well scored an unbelievable try of the weekend um, for Wasps. So he's he's definitely one to watch. But yeah, just just massively gutted because he's had such a crap time, and he was meant to go on the South Africa tour. And who knows what would have happened if he'd gone on that tour? Could have been in the World Cup, all that jazz. Um, you know, and obviously hasn't happened. So he, uh, yeah, just just gutted for him, and he would have would have been a potential Lions bolter. Um, yeah. So yeah, I thought it was weird. Um, that it must have been really bad mm. to not show it. But the actual right, the actual circumstance. You know, it didn't happen at any sort of great pace. And we're in a wide, you saw the wide view of it, but it didn't seem to, you know, be anything too bad. I know he rolled him out, I guess. He rolled him to the right. But it didn't seem to be like a, you know, you see neck rolls and stuff. Yeah. And it didn't, it almost seemed like a one-handed kind of fall. I think, it, yeah. It was I like, might be wrong there because you don't, you don't get it have a good angle but Hugo Monier was like he kind of on the commentary he, he kind of just went after the modern day rucking and how oh, they need to change the rules and all this <laughs> yeah and I, th I thought that was a bit of a knee-jerk reaction I, I, I think it's different I did see one person comment and comment on it and just say look it is one of those unfortunate things and it's, it's a dangerous moment because if you keep changing things to try and catch up with incidents that happen, you are almost, you're either going to create more incidents of danger um, because I think some of the rough laws that came in, you know, maybe more, we're talking 10 years ago or when they started to adjust the rut from the sort of olden days, you know, there was lots of people saying about those sort of rules that, that were causing problems. <clears throat> you know, you, you've got to assess, it's got to be done on the data. You've got to assess, you know, how often this sort of thing is happening and i think it's but it can happen at any time your foot's planted in a mall and the mall collapses same scenario right so are you going to then outlaw the the mall like it's it's where does it end and i think unfortunately the the whole role situation it's so blatant and it's taught because there were i think there are issues nigel owens popped up and said oh you know they're getting taught how to judo roll and all this sort of thing and like you know why are we playing judo we're actually meant to be playing rugby and I get that. I do get that side of it. But I think at the same time, you know, there's only so much. I think there's only so much you can do. Um, <clears throat> and this whole oh, bloody... so he wasn't he wasn't penalised, was he? No, he wasn't. Yeah. And I don't I don't think he should have been either. I don't I don't think it was that. It wasn't that sort of scenario, um, in my opinion. Yeah. Any any thoughts on Italy? Uh, already 29 losses in a row. Um, I actually saw what was the stat? I saw they've they've won, they've only won fifteen games in Six Nations in twenty years, which is just just terrible. Like even even the RGs are beating the All Blacks these days. Like it's just not it's not good enough. Um, and I think we we probably talked about it in the last one, but. I can say this now because I was I'm on the other side of worrying about whether England were going to beat us or not, and I've been listening to some Irish podcasts, and they're all going, "Well, I don't know, we're going to beat Italy," and you know you have that, but then actually, if you look in the reality, like it's just not it's not great. But I don't think there's not a lot you can do about it, um, and we could probably have a whole podcast and talking about how you could deal with that situation. But yeah, it's just not it's it doesn't look great for them. Um, I 
I thought they played pretty well to begin with. Mm. Um, but then Garbisi didn't have his... Uh, certainly the first half wasn't his best half of rugby. Um, yeah. And then if they genuinely are going to win a game of rugby, they need to be there at 70 minutes. Yeah. Uh, because if, if, you know, if they're not close around that time, they will just, you know, they put the tacklers on and try and survive. And mm-hmm. it just doesn't, doesn't quite work. But um, I, better from them, I'd say. I thought that was a better performance. They made England look pretty average at times. But, but yeah, I don't know. don't know. Bit of a strange one. Yeah, we'll see what comes out of it. But uh, yeah, so I think to sum to sum up, I think um, you know yeah, probably one of my favourite grades that I got in my lifetime a C plus for England. Um, you know, must must try harder. I mean, I, I I'd make a few changes. I wouldn't be too dramatic. Um, some of the people that played well, you know, the Robsons and things like that. You know, I think it's there's something that could be looked at. Um, I can't see Eddie making sweeping changes. He's just not that kind of character. Um, but the position of potential underdog going over to Wales could favour England. They well, they it's almost a good thing that they get a bit of a break because, yeah. um, again, another great link there from you. Um, the Welsh look pretty i don't know they they everything's going for them i mean i mean I they're good i don't understand I don't what do you mean you think you, you what do you mean you think you think they're good no i don't oh i mean they remind me of that brick wall that i used to play against when i used to play tennis just just nice. just not go just not just not going anywhere and actually wait for me to smack myself in the face to actually make a mistake and then they win the game and like it's just been, it's just been the case for the last. It's it's, it's really weird because you just can't judge. You can't judge a team that have only played. Um, what is it? They've played seventy minutes against a full team. So, so yeah, over the last two games, like. You, but the Ferguson red card was in in the fifty third minute. Yeah, I mean, this week you could see the. The difference that it really made in terms of you know Scotland, but uh... yeah, and I think to be honest, it's almost it's almost like I was saying last week. Although I'm not saying that I call this sort of behaviour much, but it's a it's a more 54 minutes or 53 minutes is a more critical point in the game than maybe the 20 minutes because of the 20 minutes you're in the team going right, I've got to pull our socks up. We've got 50 minutes remaining with you know um with 14 guys we're still we still got some juice in the tank like we're still going to keep going and it almost is a bit of a g up but when you've almost been to war for 53 minutes you've got 26 minutes 27 minutes remaining on the clock it's all a bit tight and it's a bit antsy it's a completely different kettle of fish um you might want to check the pod back i think i did say something like that along those lines um yeah. but like it's it, it, and I think it, I think it did tell, and I think it, it was one of those things. When I mean, you heard Hoggy afterwards, it's like, now we could have absolutely won that game. I'm absolutely they could have done, but I think um, they sort of shot themselves, unfortunately, in the foot a little bit. Um, 
and I know you're going to want to get on to um, Stuart the Goose Step Hog. I, I'm going to do that. Um, my name's Stuart and I'm a goose stepper. <laughs> <laughs> um, because every time he gets the ball, he can't help it. And yeah. like it, and like it, no one could be around him. Yeah, he, and he'll do he, it. He'll catch the ball in the backfield. He'll goose step. And then he'll run 10 meters and then he'll goose step again. So every time he changes direction, there's a goose step. But um, yeah, I I thought Scotland were great. I thought Ali Price, um, his kicking game uh, in the first half was really, really good. Yeah. Um, and their field position was good. I mean, I think the stats sort of say that. I think they dominated territory, dominated possession. Yeah. Uh, I say dominated, I think it was like 60-40 in both of those. Uh, like the tackle area, Hamish Watson, I thought was everywhere. And there was, Vandermeer was looking for work. Yeah. But then there was like, I thought the Walsh line-out was superb. And the way that Wales are staying in these games and finishing strong, okay, they've got an extra player on the pitch, but they must be really well-conditioned. At the very least, they must be a, a well-conditioned team. And with the likes of Ellen Wynne-Jones, you know, their, their set piece will always be pretty pretty darn good as well. So, yeah. Um, yeah, the, yeah, the, I don't know, yeah the, the, the spine of both teams is actually performing pretty well. Um, I think, you know, they've got some key players in key places. And I don't know, Wales... The one thing they're not doing is actually they they are sticking with it, which is actually in the past, and this isn't counting any games against England because they always like to bring it. But um, in the past, they they have faded out when when some of the chips have been down, um, and I think they were relatively. I mean, arguably after the after the red card, maybe not. But I think you know the 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 the, the Welsh sort of kept plugging away. Um, you know, and there was sort of, you know, you make your own luck. So I don't believe that they just got lucky in certain areas. I think just from sheer determination, just plugging, um, they managed to, you know, to find a way to win. And they had some young lad on the wing that was able to chip and go. He's good. That was a, that was, so that was a great try. I thought the, um, the Scottish try, um, Darcy Graham's try, the Ali Price kick over the top. That's, that, I saw that first that and was, I thought, that's offsides. They'll oh, pull that. Yeah, I was, I was exactly the same. Exactly. Same. And, and and then yeah, then you saw the highlight. That is um, like really, really good. But I thought Reece Summit again, man of the match. Uh, he had a he had a good game, uh, especially at the back end there. If you are playing against fourteen men, he's the kind of guy that will find space on the outside. Um, but yeah, I penny has got an issue. Concussion again, I reckon. Is it? Um, yeah. With the Darcy Graham challenge, <laughs> but he kind of just went. <laughs> he didn't do anything. He just, kind of just took it in the head. Well, there isn't. There isn't anything you could do in that situation. Actually, see, like there are so many times that he's been in that scenario, and I almost feel yeah. sorry for him because he's like he's like a crash test dummy. Just takes these hits. Um, and they're just unbelievable, like they're just disgusting to look at. It's proper whiplash scenario. 
like arms and legs everywhere. You just, just don't know where he's going to get up. And then he's like, I'm fine. I've not got a tooth, but I'm fine. Um, I feel like I've seen that clip six or seven times. Like the exact same mm. thing. Like half penny getting a hip in the face. Yeah. Like, yeah. But just something about I, like him, him and George North, I think collectively have the have more concussions than the rest of the the field in world rugby. They just seem to just attract it. And there's got to be something that's I don't know, there's got to be something that, that you've got to look at them and just say there's something that they're doing wrong. You know, George North's been knocked out more times than I can than I can remember. Um and Halfpenny, probably not so many knock, knocks out, Halfpenny. but to people's hips for a living. <laughs> yeah, just just it, there's something there's something not quite right. Um, so yeah, just finding it just finding it strange. But um, you know, it, it's uh, probably shows the grit of the guy to to keep on going. Yeah, well, Pivac lives to fight another day. Mm. Um, Do you still yeah. think he's under risk? I I well, not really. Uh, because everything's so weird and yeah. uh, this isn't I guess rugby's not like football in the sense that they would you know go and get rid of you know the coach after a short period of time but leading up into the Six Nations yeah I did think he was under pressure him mm. and because I I don't know I said last week that they were you know they're not playing well so there's not, if you haven't got results and they weren't playing that well, then what, you know, where's the progression here? And especially because they, you know, Stephen Jones, uh, he doesn't seem to be adding anything to that attack. It looks no. very, yeah. it looks very plain. They don't seem to have a huge amount of imagination other than get it to the quick guy on the outside. And that's when they actually can get in the ball. Yeah. And how much of that is bigger or, you know, how much of that is the, the guys around him? But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It seems a bit strange. I, was, I still don't know how to define that team as, uh, or what, what they're good at, apart from the lineup, which I think the lineup is great and they've got a good set piece. And, uh, well, the thing is, that's, that's all you, you know, you, you rival that against England. In their next game and that's that's kind of all you need as a as a platform right i mean you, it's kind of all you need in most games but i think if scotland showed if you if you really get under the skin in that sort of area um that's how you're going to turn teams and make them look pretty average so uh it's definitely pretty good credentials going into into the next game but yeah i thought um i think i think the same they've, they've been talking a lot about this sheedy coming in um I don't know, did he miss a terrible kick or am I thinking of Billy Burns? He missed two, yeah. Like he was just hitting this like horrible pull. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You I mean, we've all been there on the golf course where you know you just can't eliminate the left side of the golf golf course. And you're just playing out of the left rough the, the whole day. But he Same just wiped, way right. Yeah, he just wiped two kicks straight across the front of the, the posts. So mm. it was I don't know. I thought that was, and it it almost looked like the second one was going in the same place. But I haven't seen enough of him to kind of have an opinion on on him. He he looks okay. I don't think I'd I'd stick with bigger. I think bigger's a 
a good rugby player. And a few yeah. years ago, do you know when he was kind of doing the shimmy? I think uh, he was kicking for Wales at the time as well. Uh, Lee Halfpenny was out, or he was in France, or something like that. Hmm. But Bigger seemed to really claim that jersey. And then, of course, there was all the, uh, you know, leading into the last World Cup, and they got uh, what's his face to come over from India and came in from fullback and started oh, playing. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, Anskin. Yeah. So I, and then Patchell came in and injury. <laughs> about that, the better. <laughs> injuries are plenty and straight off the school bus now it seems like you know does bigger claim the jersey to the next world cup or are they gonna go and find yeah it's, yeah it's, it's i mean he'll still he'll still turn out in the big games i think um it's it's interesting i think he's been a little bit and it's just, he's had the odd sharpener for northampton but they were going through quite a bit of a rut and i think he thrives off the, I think he even thrives off the environment and actually you can see it with some players and it must be difficult anyway just to try and get your motivation and, and everything else going and I think he's just one of those players that's actually struggling a little bit. If you look at Sheedy like him coming in he's got a lot to prove um, you know he's motivated by the fact that he wants more caps and you can't say the big is not motivated but I think at the same time it's almost like he doesn't have a lot to prove. He just has to put in a, a solid shift and get the game won. And it's just quite a different mindset. Um, yeah. He's always been a better player when the shirt isn't his. Yeah. So, yeah, I think he hit the nail on the head there. As mm -hmm. soon as Big is comfy in the shirt, that's when he doesn't play that well. But yeah. When, or when people kind of say that he shouldn't, when he's got something to prove better rugby player so yeah but i mean he's a, he's a big game player he's the kind you know could i see him going on another lions tour maybe i certainly couldn't see him you know lining up against south africa but i think um you know he's he he's definitely class there's no doubt about that but yeah he's a bit of a mood player island france which i thought was a Another good game of rugby, to be honest. I think we've been uh, somewhat blessed. Yeah, I was going to say, I was just going to say exactly the same. I think we've been lucky. Um, a weird game, because I've actually been doing, I've been listening to um, quite a lot of read-up around that, around the fixture. And um, a lot of people are like, well, Ireland, Ireland were gunning for it. They had opportunities to win it. But then you kind of felt like France didn't really need to get out of third gear is kind of how I would enter into these talks. Um, it, it just, it was, it was sort of, and it's unlike France because they've never really had that position as well, certainly not for the last 10 years where it's almost like they don't need to go through all the gears to get a win. They can sort of just go through the motions and just churn it out. Albeit there's definitely a few moments there where Ireland could have won the game, but you almost felt like they never would. Yeah, there was, I say it was a good game of rugby. It was a really good game of rugby apart from the try lines. <laughs> yeah. Like there was just no finishing, there was no finished article and like nobody actually, you know, willing to go and win the game until, you know, who was it? 
Penny scored the try, or I don't, I don't know. I thought it was, yeah, Penny scored, and he, and yeah, I think that was sort of curtains. But I, they, Ireland seemed to be missing something when, uh, again, when Sexton is not on the pitch. I don't think Billy Burns played terrifically. He was certainly making sure he found touch. <laughs> Put it in row Z, Billy. It was a few kicks that he definitely didn't go for. And actually, at the end there... Um, Very Charlie Hodgson about it. Yeah, at the end, the, the um, what's his face? The Irish, the Irish team that came on, uh, where he could have challenged to put it down there a bit further, and he was like, no, I'll stick no. the 10 metre and we'll I don't, go I don't, for it. I don't fancy it. Yeah, but I mean, Ireland could, Ireland could be bottom of the table having lost by a number of points to yeah. each team. So it's going to be a bit strange. I think Andy Farrell has um, got a bit of a headache a job on that. Yeah. yeah. Because they again, a lot of the guys that you think would be leading the team, they it's like they want to lead the team, but they're not. I don't know. It doesn't seem to... There's nobody there that you kind of get your head get behind you like apart from Henshaw you mentioned him last week I thought Henshaw was like, I, yeah and I was going to say the same but there are definitely a few people that stood out it, it felt a lot like last week you know CJ Stander I'm seeing him a lot more um, he loves to carry the ball um, and I'm seeing him a lot more around the park um, than I think last six nations Gary Ringrose I think just oozes class um, he's still got a bit to go to be the, the new Adriscoll Um but yeah, I mean James Lowe, canon of a of a left peg. Um, oh, we like him. I think he's great, and the way he wears his hair down during anthems, and then just ties it up after that. The thing that I the thing that I love the most is that actually the players just don't seem the defense just don't seem to realize how far he can kick it. So they're naturally so it's twenty two to twenty two. Defenders are what? They're starting probably at the 22 if they're, if they're sort of gathering a clearing kick from the other 22. But so many times you suddenly see them backtracking going, oh, shit, no, it's going. Yeah, and just on that. <laughs> this, this look. Yeah, just like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they're taking it over the head. Um, and it just shows, you know, that the guy's got an absolute... Because, you know, you adjust... Most of them you would come forward onto the kicks, but it just shows you know you start from far back and come forward but actually if they're starting from far back and having to still go back um i think it says a lot so he's definitely got a bit of a, a cannon um which i don't think was a i don't think it was like massively well known prior to him starting to to run out for ireland i don't think he was using it for for leinster at all um so yeah so interesting uh, i think he's been given a he's been given a license to do that because you almost felt like there was maybe too much of it at times. Um, it was almost a bit England-esque with some of the kicks. I think it was a 41 kicks from hand. Uh, there was a, for Ireland alone, like there was a yeah. lot of punting. Tennis match going on at one stage, mm. uh, certainly in the first half where they, they were just kicking into each other. Um, but just a quick word on Keith Earls. Uh, I, he's been doing it for a long time. Benjamin Button. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, Jordan Lom is on the bench. Yeah. And people speak so highly of him. Yeah. But he can't he can't get in ahead of Keith Hills. And I understand like Keith Hills is 
like really reliable and stuff like that but i don't know i just i don't see him in the best 15 irish players in in the country so yeah he's not going to set your world alight um but actually i think but this is the thing and i think this is the massive thing in irish rugby at the moment is that people are questioning farrell and and kelly paupers uh, who I have no idea was the Irish attack coach. I have no other, I don't know how that's crept under the radar. Nah. Um, but yeah, so I just saw him in an Irish cap at the weekend. I was like, oh, okay, you know, <laughs> more clubs and oh, more more countries than I've had hot dinner. Rubbing his ear. Yeah, just. <laughs> um, so yeah, he, uh, yeah, I think he, he's not. You know, the play, some of the players that they're picking are just not setting the world alight, but I don't think that they're necessarily after that. But it's that, I guess it's the big question and with England and, well, actually probably with England only um, compared to all the other nations. If you're not going to try these players, if you're not going to get them, you know, give these boys a run, then when are you going to do it? You know, why does it have to be always forced by, by injury? You know, Jameson Gibson Park, I think he's class. Uh, I, I was about to mention him because I thought he added a lot to Ireland this week. Yeah. Um, just the pace at which, I'm not sure, I'm, uh, this opinion is probably not backed up by anything, but the pra- pace at which the 10 was getting the ball seemed a lot better. Yeah. Sometimes Bonamari is as good a game manager he is. Sometimes it almost seems like we're going at his rate. And, yeah. you know, I, those tough tits. Mm, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, no, I really like Gibson Park. I thought he kicked well. I've kind of got some stats here, I think, which are, yeah, I, I thought he was good. I just thought he was good. Uh, he, he he seems to provide a bit of a threat around the break line as well. He'd be more likely yeah, to go on a... He's, he's comfortable, um, you know, doesn't look out of sorts at all. I think, yeah, his, his, his distribution is, is really, really decent. Um, I think Connor Murray's the sort of dying breed of like Mike Phillips-esque scrum halves. Um, you don't see a lot of these sort of six foot two sort of scrum halves anymore that, that are sort of punching above their weight and, and almost like an extra flanker. Um, albeit Connor Murray's been pretty epic for the, the the time he's been around. I don't think he's finished yet, but if you look at like Dan Robson, Jameson Gibson Park, um, you know, Harry Randall is coming through the, the mix, the plethora of Welsh nines that are all coming through. They're all your sort of more typical shorter stature, yeah. nippy nines, really sort of sharp. Um, and I think that's probably the way that the, the game's going. And I think Conor Murray will always be in the mix. He'll probably be as uh, around as long as Sexton will be. Um, but I think yeah. the Irish, the Irish public, the vibe that I'm getting in the moment is that they're really sort of pushing back. Um, so it'll be interesting. I think I think Farrell Farrell's going to be under the cosh as well because there's going to be that natural power of osmosis where if England are doing X, then people are going to think, well, it's because he's English, he's also doing the same thing, and therefore as a result. Um, he's just being too safe and boring and everything else. So it's it's, it's a bit of a challenge, really. Mm. I, th- I think one of the issues at the weekend was they were a bit like, um, you know, England, Scotland, the the week before. Doolan was immense under the high ball. He, any sort of high ball threat there was, he nullified it. He was superb. Yeah. And he quite rightly got the man of the match. You don't. I didn't really see him do that much else in the game. 
but defensively he, he was I sometimes when the ball's kicked to the likes of Daly, you kind of look and you're like, oh, well, here comes a knock-on or where's this ball going to bounce to? Uh, whereas Julian just owned everything in the air. And yeah. I thought he was, he was awesome. Um, and then, yeah, how's, uh, you know, Teddy Thomas on the, on the bench for France? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's strange that it's definitely one to watch, I think. Um, I don't know, maybe because he's that because he's he's a racing ninety-two player, isn't it? I think mm. so there's probably something about those kind of guys. They're all a bit X-factor, sort of got slight egos. It'll be interesting just to see how that you know whether that's a factor. I don't know. I'm plucking. I'm <laughs> plucking. Russia. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm basically, basically just been Russell. Um, no, I'm sort of yeah, tarring him with a. <laughs> um, with a racing 92 brush but I think um, I don't know I don't know I can see I can see um, oh uh, Galtier not really taking that sort of shit and um, Sean Edwards who I have to say is like can he go on the Lions tour like unbelievable Jeff like his yeah. D especially in that last five minutes was just just unbelievable you could see france were like don't need the ball don't need to do anything i'm not going to give anything away i'm just not that bothered um and that shows a sign especially when you're on 80 minutes like to, to be able to do stuff like that it was pretty yeah, impressive it's no power in defense there and the one thing they've got to be careful is i don't think the ref picked it up enough that sometimes in the midfield they looked a little bit offside to me yeah they they looked to flirt with it but um LaRue got a yellow card, um, but Ireland failed to capitalise on it, do you think? Or just... Yeah, I mean, I think teams are better at dealing with those situations. And, and, and it's like with the red card, like you, you put almost this unnecessary additional pressure on yourselves as a result because you're like, we have to capitalise. And I think there was an element of that with Ireland um, just in some of the ways that they were playing. But they did have a couple of chances, like Billy Byrne kicked, uh, was kicking down into the corner again, finding Rosette. Um yeah, I mean, you're always going to say that that's a period that you should capitalise on. Like, um, it's, you know, I think even France scored actually during that period, didn't they? Olivon scored in the corner. Yeah, um, he's, he's, he's class. He's brilliant. Yeah, he's, he's really good. Um, he's got an absolute engine on him as well. He's, he's, he's not actually, he's not like a Cheval unit type player, but he's not small at all. Um, but he's, yeah, he's, he's really very good. Um so yeah, I think I think you would always say that they didn't capitalize, but you know, I mean, who needs to when you've got a replacement hooker coming on, charging it over from twenty meters, Ronan Kelleher, um, taking a loose ball from the line out. I mean, that's a hooker Christmas morning sort of situa situation. Um, I mean, we you you know us hookers used to own that channel, um, and. Uh, and when you get something like that and you've got to you can trot it in from sort of 20 meters out it's uh it's highlight real stuff yeah that must have been and also it must have been nice to look up and realize that uh you know you're not you're not threatening the other hookers not standing there waiting for yeah. you. well this, was, this is the, this is the thing and i think it's maybe i mean it's clearly obviously a difference between the professional game and the grassroots but 
that's just where you that's where the, the hooker stands on the on the defense. He's just standing in that channel. But you often now see it, you don't see a hooker there at all. You would maybe see, I mean, I've seen sort of scrum half stand in that channel with Ben Young. And, and, and DuPont, DuPont was there. So DuPont, yeah. I think what happens is that they they now stand there and then they can put somebody else as a lifter in the lineup or put somebody else in the midfield. And then DuPont, to say they do win the ball, DuPont can then, you know, the nine can then sweep around and actually get the ball off the top or yeah. clear up the mess. Um, so... And I think I think that's probably. I mean, it's it's again, it's not like grassroots where you've got little tiny <laughs> Billy from the village uh, from the Just village teams having a rest in the five meter channel, <laughs> standing at nine, getting run over. But yeah, but no, I think I think all rounds to, to to sort of sum up. I think. Um, yeah, Ireland are under the cosh. I mean, there's no doubt about it. France just going through the gears. Um, and I think, yeah, I mean, Ireland will beat Italy. Um, and then they've got to run into play against... Um, who do they play next? Scotland, I guess. Sorry, I've just closed. It'll be, yeah, it will be, it will be Scotland. Yeah. So Ireland yeah. play Scotland, Scotland and then they'll go and play, go and play England. So... Um, so yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, but the, the tournament's like completely primed for it now. So um, France, it's France, Scotland um, on next. the twenty, yeah. uh, and good thing, good news for Ireland that they get to run out against Italy, and you'd like to think is get a bit of momentum. But um, your favorite game, Wales England on the twenty seventh. So we've got a two yeah. week. So. We're gonna to have to figure out. Maybe we can get a lion's pod or something done next week. Yeah, I think so. A little interlude. Or should think, we do uh, our lions? Uh, yeah, I think. Do you like we, the name that I text you? Yeah, I think we so go with get, that. Get in or get rid. <laughs> a uh, a summary of. I don't know. Do you want as many as you want, really, of players looking ahead to the Lions? That's uh, see the, the social me- the social media and content team budget is obviously through the roof, right? <laughs> no, yeah, I was going to uh, print something off, stick it on the curtain. Uh, I, I think, uh, I think, yeah, actually, piece of paper next time. I think it's perfect. Um, I th- so for me, I think um, I've already mentioned it, but Cowan Dickey as a as a bit of a bolter. I think he's done his done his thing no end, but I think it would be at the right now. Jamie George is on the edge, um, whereas actually, if you listen to quite a lot of popular podcasts over the um, certainly over the lockdown period, people are like Jamie George, like he's at you know he's one hundred percent already on the plane. Um, so I think that that could be definitely an interesting conundrum, definitely an interesting scenario. Um, I actually thought. Um, um, Ian Henderson, I thought, was pretty strong, um, actually, for suddenly coming out of nowhere to Captain Island. Um, you know, I, I, he's, he's a pretty solid operator. He was a pretty, I don't want to say anonymous. I can't say the word. Uh, anonymous. <laughs> no, anonymous. I'm not strong. <laughs> yeah, anon- he, he was pretty anonymous in, in New Zealand, I thought. Um, but he's just a good operator. He's got an engine, you know, he's got skills uh, and, and, yeah, pretty class. So 
those those are my sort of less obvious outside um, uppers and downers. Mm. Well, I've got uh, James Lowe, who yeah. we did discuss because he could probably. I mean, Gats likes to have a flexible guy on tour that can play, you know, across the back three. Or I think I think he could play anyway. He's got that sort of skill set to him. Yeah. Uh, but I don't really know who would uh, who he would sort of be in there for. Um, in terms of the utility players, I guess he would be in whilst the likes of Elliot Daly would drop out for me because yeah. I. I I don't know. I'm I'm not uh, I'm not too mad on um, not too mad on him. Uh, the other one was Ellie Price. Yeah. Uh, um, I I was really impressed with his uh, just his all round game to be honest, and I think he could be certainly a, a really good addition and a Scottish member of the touring party because sometimes they aren't. They aren't in their great numbers. Uh, but following a, long, following a long line of Scottish scrum halves to go on tour. <laughs> Greg Laidlaw, Chris Cutsitter, <laughs> top players. The scrum halves always used to tour. Always used to tour. I, I, if anyone, I can't see um, Gats, uh, Gats picking uh, Ben Youngs to tour for some reason. I'm not sure if... No. I mean, I as much as I, I'm, I'm in the Ben Youngs camp, I'm a big Ben Youngs fan, and I think actually that camp is it's pretty small. Um, but yeah, I can't, I can't. You guys meet on Tuesdays. You meet for coffees. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we 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 have a Zoom we have a Zoom call. Yes. Um, yeah, but no, I think I, I mean I I think there's a reason why he's got 105 caps, or isn't right? I I think you know you don't get that from from being poor. But I, I do. I, th- I think right now he's definitely not in the top um, top boys to go. And I think yeah, Ali, Ali Price definitely is. Um, I think I think he's class, but I think he's been class for years. I think he's. Uh, I think again, I said it last week. You might have to check the archives. Um, but I think he's been sitting behind um, Greg for the whole time, and now he's got his shot. Right? So yeah. Um, the other person a uh, gaps in is uh, and I. I thought you might like this just because uh, not playing international rugby, but uh, Simmons at Exeter, Sam Simmons. I could see Gaz doing something like that, almost I like think, two fingers up to Eddie. I don't see how he doesn't talk. Yeah. I saw him um, chase down, uh, you pretty much got 80 meters to save a try the other week. Yeah. And I was looking at it thinking, what's. Mm. What's going on here? Do you think he might come into the England squad now that Willis is injured? COVID permitting, yes. Um, uh, but I just don't like. I almost see Eddie going somewhere else, and just thinking I don't need another back row. And yeah. I don't know, so, picking. But like now that the media have been telling him to pick him, he will not pick him. He will yeah. do everything not everything, to. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, it's 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 going to be a weird. That's going that's going to be an interesting one because he'll call that in the next, I guess, in the next few days. But um, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to see. I I would like to see him in. I wasn't on the bandwagon last year. wasn't that bothered because I thought actually we had some pretty good players, and I was excited to see Jack Willis in. Um, but yeah, I think now it could be um, 
it'd be a good time to see him, I think. Um, he's got caps, so it's not like his new breed, you know. He's 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 been around the bush. Anyway, should we uh, wrap? Should we we'll wrap it up? Else for us. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's it. I think for this week, uh, we're moving into a fallow week. We'll bring some entertainment. Yeah, we'll try and do um, something. But no, I think, um, yeah, we can wrap it. Yeah, okay. Well, my name's Stuart and I'm a goose stepper. <laughs> oh, I can't believe he fell in the 30, 79 minute. Anyway. Maybe right. next time, Stuart. Yeah.